Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Soleil Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. May 23rd, we're just a couple of weeks away from the 75th anniversary of the D-Day landings that we all know so well. 1944, we land on Omaha and Sword and Juneau and Utah and the other beaches to try to rid the world of Nazism. But there was something that happened weeks before that that many people probably don't know too much about. An honor to have John Shreve with us. You uh, actually went to this area where this occurrence took place Many, many years ago. John, first of all, good morning. How are you this morning? I'm just fine, Dave. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about how you came upon Slapton Sands in England in this particular mm-hmm. case. Uh, there were three of us from our company that were sent over to England to a small town called Ivy Bridge, mm-hmm. about the size of Winnie County, west of Slapton Sands, to work there for about a week okay. and got to know the taxi driver in town. And he suggested that if we ever had some time, you know, for a few dollars, he would show us around England, which we did actually have. So he took us on that day over to Plymouth. That's west of Ivy Bridge. Okay. Uh, We saw where the pilgrims actually left for coming over to the United States. A well-known historic event. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And then we headed east after that, east of Ivy Bridge, uh, to this town of Slapton and uh, stayed there for a number of hours and found out that a gentleman back in the late 60s who was a policeman in London had a nervous breakdown, was recommended that he find a new place to live out of the hustle bustle of London, and he decided to stay at Slapton. His name was Ken Small, and uh, we got to meet him actually, but the reason for his fame was that he got to know the people there at Slapton and some of the local fishermen. The local fishermen were saying that, uh, and they were commercial fishermen, so they used nets, and they said, our nets keep getting hung up on something out from the shore, maybe about a mile out. We know it isn't rocks. So he investigated that, actually got a diver and hired a diver to go down there and see what this was. And here sits a Sherman tank. That shouldn't have been there. That should not have been there. So he starts digging into the history of why was that tank there, what happened during World War II. Uh, Slapton Sands is an area right on the beach with uh, in the English Channel. Not actually a sand beach, but there are kind small gravelly, pebbles. Yeah. Yes, gravelly type. But it was very surface. similar to... Utah Beach. Aha, here's the connection. Where they were going to land during World War II. Mm -hmm. And what the Allies had decided was that we're going to practice the landings. Ike wanted a rehearsal. Absolutely. Uh, Just like SEAL Team 6 rehearsed before getting bin Laden. So that they did practice there. The beach, right behind it, there's a swampy area. Mm -hmm. Behind that is all farmland. So on the 16th of November of 43, the word went out to all of these people that lived in that area, sell your farms, sell your houses, sell everything, move out. They were told to evacuate. Like the entire area was told to get out because we wanted to use that for practice. Absolutely. Wow. 
They were given one month to do that. And after that, there would be a lot of bombardment in that area. So they had a big chance of losing their lives if they stayed. So on we come to April 27th of 1944, and it was time for this exercise. Absolutely. And it went horribly wrong, didn't it? Yeah. April 27th was actually the landing of the troops, which would assimilate the Utah Beach landing, where the first troops would get there. Right. That went fine on April 27th. Then on April 28th, the backup people, the engineers, all of the heavy equipment, the tanks, Tanks. the trucks, et cetera, would be loaded on that beach, unloaded from the LSTs on that beach. The LSTs were loaded up on the 27th. There were eight of them. Mm -hmm. And in that convoy, there was supposed to be protection from the British Navy Uh. in front of the convoy, in back of the convoy. There was only one destroyer at the front of the convoy. The one at the back of the convoy had problems, went back to the shore. So there you had all of these LSTs, and they were in a line out in the English Channel. Simulating a landing as they expected to make weeks later. Exactly. But there was a lot of radio chatter that day. There was radio chatter early that morning, and the Germans sent out their E-boats, E-boats being like our old uh, PT boats. The swift boats, yeah. Yeah, swift Mm -hmm. boat, torpedo boat, and they intercepted that convoy, and it was like shooting ducks on a pond. Mm. And they opened up with their torpedoes and shot at the LSTs, uh, sinking. Loaded with Americans. With Americans, with equipment. The LSTs, there was one that sunk within six minutes, another caught fire and burned because of all of the equipment on board that had gas tanks right. with the trucks and so forth. Uh, another one was damaged very badly. Right. And many of the Navy and Army personnel were killed, a total of 749 hmm. both Army and Navy personnel died. A lot of them drowned. Right. Because the life jackets weren't very good, were they? The life jackets were meant to go around the, underneath your armpits. Now, these soldiers had heavy backpacks, mm-hmm. so they couldn't wrap the uh, uh, life preservers around underneath their arms. They put them around their waist, and the only thing that that type of life jacket keeps up in the water is your butt. Right, which and, means you go the other way and go right into the water. Yes, with your, your head down. down. So there also was a claim that the British that were doing some fire on the beach before the troops were supposed to land, they messed up as well and killed some Americans in friendly fire as well. Yes, that was true. So the total was like 940-some Americans died that day. Yes. And at that time, almost no one knew anything about it. The reason being, you had to keep this all a secret right? because it uh, was a prelude to the D-Day invasion. And what the uh, Allied commanders were very scared of was that there were 10 uh, people on board these LSTs that knew all of the details about the invasion. They knew the plan. Did the Germans pick up any of those uh, soldiers? Good point. They didn't know. Mm -hmm. They weren't sure. And, And they actually had canceled the invasion until they were found, and these soldiers, which had drowned, were then accounted for, so now the invasion could continue, Operation Overlord. And even for months and years afterwards, the military didn't say much at all at 
any time to relatives, friends, on how their friends and relatives died, right? That's right. Because the invasion was so important, uh-huh. this was just a little uh, side note in the history books. And uh, the amount of people that were killed and died on that uh, mock invasion was actually in the records. But people were considering D-Day. That was important. Yeah. That was the big thing. But Operation Tiger wasn't. Not at all. Mm. No. So Ken Small comes across that tank, Mm -hmm. pulls it out of the water, and now it's a memorial, is it not? It is. And we saw that tank uh, sitting there on the beach, and he had a heck of a time getting that tank out of the water, not physically, but getting permission to do it because the United States did not even uh, verify that it belonged to them. Mm. It was a Sherman tank. It was it's one of ours. Yes, it was made in the United <laughs> the States. The Russians and the Germans didn't make Shermans. No. So uh, because of this secrecy, you know, he had a heck of a time. It took him a number of years to say, hey, I want to do this. I want to mm-hmm. commemorate the loss of all of these lives. Mm. And he had to fight like crazy politically to try and get the Americans to say, okay, it's yours. Do you find it amazing, though, even after all these years, a lot of people still don't know that much about this exercise? Oh, absolutely. It, yeah. it is surprising, very surprising, mm-hmm. yes. Because we know so much about D-Day and right. everything that happened that day that this tragedy occurred six weeks before, and we heard almost nothing about it for a long time. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what, it, it's still a, just a small uh, section in the history books. What are your thoughts on it after all these years? Well, it was amazing, uh, amazing in the fact that there were so many mistakes made mm. on that in, uh, mock invasion, uh, and yet we went ahead with it, you know, to successfully land on Utah Beach on D-Day. You know, a tremendous loss of life. Mm-hmm. 946 Americans, and think about it, if you're a family member, and you were told your son died a hero in combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in an, a rehearsal, yeah. in a sense. Yeah, why, that, went, that went awry. Why did he die? Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, Where? they didn't know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Exactly. John, this is amazing, and 10 minutes flies in a hurry. I appreciate your time here this morning, and it's, it's called Operation or Exercise Tiger, if you want to do any further uh, research on it. But that was quite a trip to Slapton Sands, was it not? It was. It was so interesting, and... Uh, I am a bit of a history buff, and and it made a big impression on me. Would you go back again if you had the chance? Absolutely. John, thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.